4.06 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we are joined by a friend of the show. He's been on before, John Mollison. And uh, he is a documentarian. Is that what you, do you call yourself, a documentarian? Or what's your title, John? Uh, I tell people I interview old guys and I draw their airplanes. <laughs> I think that's as deep as I get. That's pretty good. So, John, you've been, as I said, you've been on before because you have uh, a, a episode on basically a series of short documentaries that you've done on South Dakota pilots, essentially from World War II, right? Is it all World War II or is it any pilot, any military pilot? Uh, it's, it's not just South Dakota. It's, yeah. uh, it's any combat aviator from World War II, uh, Cold War, Vietnam. Wherever you can find a good story. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. And so uh, your latest episode is called The John Waldron Story, uh, and it's going to be released soon, right? Well, it's actually called South Dakota Warrior. Yeah. And then the, the little John type Waldron. underneath is the John Waldron Story. Yeah, and we're having our premieres next week. Really? And where can I go see those? If you're in the Pier area, it's actually at the Pat Duffy Community Center in Fort Pier at 630. And then the next day, we take the road show across to Ellsworth Air Force Base, go to the South Dakota Air and Space Museum, one of the coolest things in South Dakota. And we have our premiere there, only this time we're going to have it in the morning, and that's at 10 o'clock. Well, that's pretty cool. So these will be, where, do you have, what kind of facilities are like little movie theaters, or how do you do that? How no, do you that's show a good question. Things? Well, premieres are kind of a cool way to to bring that old experience of watching a film, you know, kind of, you know, you know, so you actually get a screen and mm-hmm. we have projector and sound and we set up chairs and usually we actually get a pretty good attendance. And at the South Dakota or the Fort Pierre community center, that'll be in um, this, I mean, it's really a cool auditorium. I mean, I think we won't find something like this in Fort Pierre. But we'll have you know, a little bit of wine, food, whatever. Mm-hmm. Community's invited. No, yeah. Man, yeah. And it's, it's free. And then at the uh, South Dakota Air and Space Museum, they actually clear out one of their wings. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. But the backdrop is all these missiles and one's a World War II airplane. And uh, we fill that place. It's just, it's great. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, John Waldron, who is the focus of Dakota Warrior, he has his roots in the Pier area, correct? Isn't he from out there somewhere? Well, he was born near Fort Pier. And our episode, South Dakota Warrior, we, uh, we, we start the episode uh, filming just outside of Fort Pier near the Bad River, kind of, kind of in the area that he was born. And the, I, have to, I have to make a comment here, Patrick, you know, talking about the, the title. We originally had it as Dakota Warrior. Oh, okay. And then Francis Whitebird, who is a highly decorated combat veteran from the Vietnam War, he uh, he plays a part in this video because what he does is he talks about the Lakota warrior ethic, so mm-hmm. to speak, the ethos. And he asked, he said, could you just change the title? Because if calling it Dakota Warrior, Dakota is actually, you know, we think Dakota is a state, but to right. them it's a, it's a tribe of yep. Native Americans. And we didn't want to change it to Lakota Warrior because we'd all had this search engine, uh, uh, you know, history with Dakota. So we called mm-hmm. it South Dakota Warrior. Got it. Um, so, Waldron, t- remind us, 
of his story. Just tell us about John Waldron and why you did this film about him. First of all, when you ask that question, anybody who hears this story, you're automatically getting the pause because it's just huge. Mm -hmm. I'll be brief, as brief as I can. He was a Fort Pier kid who went on to become a squadron commander of a group of torpedo bombers. And his very first combat mission, he led 14 other airplanes, and these airplanes had a crew of two. He led 14 other airplanes to their you know, annihilation at the Battle of Midway. That would be just a sad story if there wasn't a greater story around it. What he did by finding the Japanese fleet the way he did, he actually turned the tide of World War II. He showed remarkable leadership and remarkable courage and remarkable sense of duty to do what he did. It's a, it's a complicated story because, and I have to be honest, because there's history geeks out listening here. And mm-hmm. He defied orders. Yes. By breaking away from the other fleet because he knew instinctively, intellectually, nobody really knows. But he defied orders by breaking away from the main combat force of Americans from the uh, carrier Hornet and um, went after the Japanese fleet to find him on his own. He found him and then distracted their entire the entire system, just basically a David Goliath story. And what it did was it allowed another crazy circumstances to result in the utter smashing defeat of the Japanese fleet. Yeah, they weren't expecting to be found. And all of a sudden, here's a squadron of, of torpedo bombers. Yeah, little tiny, little tiny airplanes, slow, flying about 90 feet off the, off the water. Uh, directly into the maw of the enemy, and it is a big maw. I mean, yeah. it was a it was a big deal, and they got they got slaughtered. But in so doing, they distracted them so much that another group of dive bombers from another carrier found one of those one in a million chances, and boom, boom, boom. Did it, it is just the Japanese a fleet. Amazing set of circumstances that led up to his demise, but ultimately right. our victory in the Battle of Midway. Yes, and actually victory in the Pacific War. Yeah, victory absolutely. in World War II, let's just call it that. And one thing, I remember seeing a clip that you shared, and one thing that I will kind of talk about is have you explained that there were probably thousands of lives saved because of his actions, because it shortened the amount of time that the Americans were expecting to be at war with the Japanese. Oh, certainly. Thousands of lives. And it, it gets back to that thing about history, which is so cool about studying history, because if you ever want to have a reason to talk and think, playing the what-if game really forces you to think through things like culture, mm-hmm. leadership, uh, all the aspects of life. I mean, history teaches you so much about life. And the what-if, what would have happened if the Battle of Midway uh, would have gone any other way. And it's, I mean, the Japanese were, were busting strong. We got very, very lucky in those scant minutes. And you have to know, that, and Barrett Tillman, by the way, he's a fantastic American historian, best-selling author, etc. We brought him in this film. And we asked him, just point blank, if we would have lost at the Battle of Midway, do you think we would have still been 
or we would have still ended the war mm-hmm. in August of 45. And he said, I really doubt it. It would have taken longer. We would have sure. gone into 46. We're here with John Mollison. He is a documentary filmmaker. He talks to old guys about their airplanes, and he draws them, and he makes films about them. And he's got a new movie coming up, uh, Dakota Warrior, South Dakota Warrior. Why do I keep doing that? South Dakota Warrior, the John Waldron story. We're going to come back and talk just a little bit more about his work and what's coming up next. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. We've gathered 